welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Bum, 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 bum. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? And not much. It's been a good week here at the Massive Fee of Lateness. Uh, it is March 17th, 1995. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Woo-hoo. Drinking some green beer. Right? Yeah, we're, uh, we got our, we got our drink on. <laughs> Early morning. Okay. Yeah. So, it is St. Patrick's Day. And let me tell you something. On a, a great holiday like St. Patrick's Day, we're not going to talk about the news because I haven't <laughs> called the newspaper yet and dealt with that. Because uh, the news is green beer and and what do people eat on St. Patrick's Day? Uh, cabbage. <laughs> cabbage. There you cabbage go. Cabbage and uh, uh, I don't know. Bratwurst? What, what else is? No, 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 no. It's Irish. Irish stuff. So cabbage and potatoes. Mm. Stew. <laughs> Is it uh, is it something that's that's um, bland? Then it's Irish food. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. Not all Irish foods bland. Pale, pale people. Like they, there's some kind of thing that my mom eats sometimes. It's like a shepherd's pie. But isn't she Scottish? Yeah, but isn't shepherd's pie Irish? Shepherd's pie is very much. Uh, I don't know. Irish. Is it? Yes. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I mean, we can, like, look it up at the library and talk about it next week, I guess, if you really want to challenge me on it. Are you talking about Scottish pie? <laughs> no, shepherd's pie. Cottage pie? Shepherd's pie. Ground minced, or ground minced lamb. Oh, my God. Did you freaking pull out the uh, freaking encyclopedia to look up shepherd's pie? I did. You're such a freak. Apparently, it's country of origin, or place of origin, is United Kingdom. Okay. Well, Ireland is not part of the United Kingdom. Okay, fine. So I don't know what Irish people eat, but I know that on St. Patrick's Day, we drink green beer and it makes me happy. I like to drink whiskey. Ew. Whiskey tastes like dirty feet. Whiskey tastes like freedom. And you are not kissing me with dirty feet mouth. Just saying. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens at the end of this day. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so next week I should have the news. That's the headline. We should have the news. Maybe some massive love. It's been a while since I we've... I miss massive love. I know. That's what I'm saying. You used to complain about it. Now you miss it. Well, that, yeah. It's just it's it's just like uh, the Absence. music stuff, you know? You Absence just don't the, do it as often. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And it's special. Yeah. Well, like you. Yeah, I guess we don't do it as special. often. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, okay. Um <laughs> I gotta can I say something that's like it might get us in trouble, but I wanna say Uh oh. I don't know. My cousin and I one time were driving and I saw the weirdest piece of graffiti I'd I'd ever seen. You know how there's those signs that says pedestrian car crossing and it says S P or it says P E D uh-huh. and then crossing? Uh-huh. Someone spray painted an S in front of it. So it said sped crossing. Okay. You know, like special, special. Oh, ed. special ed. Okay. Right. Like sped. And I, 
And I looked at it and I was like, why? So I looked at my cousin and I was like, like they just travel in hurts. <laughs> what? <laughs> the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? But why? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't, that graffiti doesn't make any sense. No, no, it doesn't. But people just like to, like, make bad words and <laughs> insults and make them permanent. With, oh, yeah. Know, well, paint. when I, where I grew up, there was a, a street called Essex. Okay. Street and uh, people spray painted out the the first es all the time, okay. so it was sex street. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Anyway, so Carol, you you watched something, didn't you? I did. Didn't but you? Before we talk about what I watched. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got. I want to. I want to give St. a shout out because we act, what more St. Patrick's Day stuff. No. Oh. But we actually got, like, somebody wrote to us. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. We got an email mm-hmm. at our 1994, late fee, late fee 1994. Late, late Sorry, fee, 1994 beer. at AOL.com. Green beer is good. <laughs> um, so we want to shout out to Ruby, who is an awesome fan. Thank Ruby. you for writing. You made my St. Patrick's Day. Ruby is the best. Ruby, Ruby, and their cat are listening. Yay. Yeah. So, I love cats. There's I have a, a cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> sorry. It's the beer. I'm sorry. You've got a cat? <laughs> okay. Tell okay, us about your cat. Yeah. Its name is Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very fluffy. Okay. And it purrs when you pet it. Let me ask you something. So, Ruby. Uh, you know, about Ruby. Yes. <laughs> Do you think she's swimming in your lies? What? Do you think she's swimming in your lies? Why are you singing? Do you think it's all just murky green? What is happening right now? Don't you think that she would realize? Yeah, do you think that she has ever seen? No. It's, uh, It's a song. It's a song by a band that I love called Cake. Okay. It's a delicious. Is it called fit. Ruby? It is. So the oh. the, the chorus is um, because uh, when the seaweed sinks and the sun gets low, when the waves retire to the darkness below, I know, I know Ruby sees all, and that is the whiskey. <laughs> it's a very good song. So if you're not familiar with the band Cake, uh, which they're, you know, they're they're newish. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, I have, um, I have their their album, their album, uh, Motorcade of, of Generosity. I'm pretty sure this is their initial release. This is their their first. Uh, I it's one of the five CDs. <laughs> <laughs> the collection is growing right. every every think, uh, few months. Yeah, it's up to like eight actually. But um, I believe this is their their debut. I know they've been they've been on the scene a little bit. Uh, you know, like all bands do, kind of doing the tour scene and and, and stuff like that, like underground little coffee house, uh, you know, stuff like this. But uh, I believe this is their first actual, like kind of wide release album. It's certainly the first one that I'm familiar with the the first one I bought, but kind of like with uh, Nirvana, you know, obviously, unfortunately no more Nirvana music, unfortunately for sure. But 
uh, fantastic band. Um, and you know, like you, I like I like Pearl Jam a little bit. Um, Except every time that you say Pearl Jam, I get the image in my head now. <laughs> I wish you hadn't ruined it for me. I'm so sorry, but, but uh, anyway, so I my two favorites right now uh, coming up, my my two favorite bands um, are Cake and Weezer. Yeah, they're both good. And, and so I'm I'm really into really into this motorcade of generosity and that Ruby sees all is that's probably my favorite song from from that uh, that album so you know anyway. how else we could we could grow the uh, music collection how how could we grow the music collection um Columbia House oh yes we we should sign up for those things isn't it like you get like twelve CDs for like a penny or something ridiculous something like that. We you should know, totally you, do you it. You know what else we could do? Instead hmm. of just taking one song from the Billboard Hot 100 uh-huh. and one from the Alternative 100 uh-huh. uh, for our music thing, uh-huh. we could just do stuff we like. Stuff that, you know, might be on the radio a little bit, but st- stuff that also might not be on the radio. Like, that, the Motorcade of Generosity, that album came out last year. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like Ruby Sees All. It's not like it was... Like that song didn't get a lot, a lot of airplay. None of the the album, like completely, didn't get a lot of airplay. Um, so it's not making it to the the Hot 100 or anything like that. But we could still talk about it. That's true. Maybe like we could each just pick a song. Yeah. And and do it that way. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, maybe we'll do it. Okay. So, back to I watch something. I watch something. <laughs> I watched Grace Under Fire. I love that show. It's a good show. I I, I saw it uh, an episode. Remember? Yeah, but not this one. So how's it, uh, Lady Godiva? Right? What? What's the song? What's the theme song to this show? I don't know. It's um, see me walking down the street, beach box something. I don't think you're right. I am. Okay. I don't know, but it's not. Lady I thought Godiva. it was a Beatles song. No. Okay. Um, anyways. Should be. In this episode. Yeah. Grace has insomnia. Is she under some, some kind of fire? Always. Okay. <laughs> so Grace has insomnia. Like seriously bad insomnia. Like she's been awake for like days it seems like. Or Ooh. mostly awake. What's the longest you can stay awake without going insane? Um, You can go 72 hours and then you start to hallucinate. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Have you ever stayed awake that long? 72 hours? No. I think the longest I've ever stayed awake is uh, about 40 hours straight. Okay. I stayed awake 40 hours straight one time. Yeah, I Almost stayed awake two days. about like 36, 40 hours. And that was, you know, taking like uh, that, is it metabolite or just like the herbal? No dose and stuff or, yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Caffeine supplements and shit. But she just can't sleep no matter what she tries. So. Okay. She um she, she sit- needs a man. Yeah, she's sitting in her backyard at three in the morning because she's awake, and she catches her neighbor Nadine with the, her husband walking across the yard, coming back from like a tryst outside in the park or something. I didn't I, like what? Why? Like okay, so Nadine and Nadine's husband. Yes. Okay, so they they went and like they don't have any kids. Like teenagers. It's just the two of them in a house. Like you really need to go do it in the park Seriously? at three in the morning. Like even if you got bored of doing it in the bedroom, there's a lot of places in the in the house right. you could do it. <laughs> so 
then okay there's i don't know i took some notes i actually took some notes people um there's a meter reader dude okay <laughs> that they're checking out right. like so like hard it's a, like it's a pepsi commercial or something it's Guys like, taking his shirt I'm off. I'm embarrassed to be a woman the way they're looking. At okay. Guy. Um. He's he's in uh some episodes of Seinfeld. He's he's like um, I know you would know him too, with the deep voice. <laughs> like he he's always like deadpan and stuff. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. What what's the actor's name? Well, his uh, I can't think. Jeez, what is his name? Um. He he plays Putty on Seinfeld. Yeah. His name is um oh, I'm trying to remember. Putty. <laughs> well, he wa- he's walking across the yard. And- David David Putty. Yeah. <laughs> Grace says men are like linoleum floors. If you lay them right, you can walk on them for 30 years. Holy shit. Yeah. Patrick Warburton, that's his name. Just came to me. Yeah, so she she like has this whole fantasy about how she's like gonna go ask him out and stuff, and he's gonna say yes, and they're gonna like make out, but it doesn't happen because it's a fantasy. She doesn't Aww. even get up and talk to him. Um, That's sad. She tells Nadine that she's always wanted to go to the opera and have a guy from the cover of a romance novel wrap his arms around her. That's really? like her big fantasy. And Nadine's telling her how she needs to, like, do something for herself, and that that's why she can't sleep, because, you know, she's just always going. Mm-hmm. So they're lis- she's listening to the opera on the radio. Okay. And they give away tickets. This is, like, right after their conversation. And it's kind of funny, like, she calls to, like, win the tickets, and they're like, oh, you're the first caller. So she calls back, oh, you're the second caller. <laughs> she calls back. So nobody wants <laughs> right. these tickets. And so after a couple times, she's like, come on, just give me a ticket. So, no one wants to go with her. It's kind of sad. Like, she can't get a date to the opera. Nadine mm-hmm. won't go with her. Um, she asks, I think she asks Russell. Okay. The pharmacist dude. Like, Oh, I'm familiar with who Russell yeah. is. And a bunch a bunch of the guys at work, like, she brings it up there. Nobody will Russell, go, like, Russell is the Harvey Corman of this, of this television show. Where my Carol Burnett fans are. I don't know what that means. Yeah, you don't. But, okay, so she goes, she looks gorgeous. Like, Mm -hmm. she was just going to wear what she has around the house, right? Right. But Nadine got, like, somebody to come over and, like, do her all up and got her new dress. So it was really nice. So she looks gorgeous. She gets her. She has an extra ticket. Mm -hmm. There's a guy who looks like he's from the frickin' cover of a romance novel. Okay. Standing outside. And he says something to her, and he's got, like, an accent, too. Like a you know foreign like Italian or something accent, okay. and uh, you know, oh, mon chéri, he says hi to her or whatever, and she's like, oh my goodness, aren't you precious? <laughs> 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 Let me guess, you need a ticket to the opera. Like she just assumes that Nadine set this up for her, right? And he's like, as a matter of fact, I do. So they sit together, they watch the opera, they snuggle. Oh, that's nice. She gets her her wish. And then she finds out the next day that he's gay. Nadine did not set it up. It just so happened that this guy really was into her. He asked her out and she was like, oh, no, that's OK. Ha ha. Because she was like, oh, I'll just get his information from Nadine later. So then like the episode ends with her grabbing the phone book and being like, we are calling everyone 
in the phone book oh, with a no. Italian-sounding last name. Yeah. Oh no. So yeah, she had her fantasy, and it's staying a fantasy. Oh, that's terrible. Right? <laughs> oh, what a bummer. I mean, it's kind of nice that she got it, and, and it'll always like be perfect now because I guess couldn't fuck it up in one night. Yeah, she needed to fuck it up in one <laughs> <Right>? night. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's a little, a little sad. Poor Brett Butler. I really, I really like that show though. She's a good. I, I like her too. I don't know if it's cocaine or what's fueling her, but <laughs> but it's good. I mean, we got whiskey and and green beer fueling us, so right. Cheers. Oh yeah. Clink. Ah, <laughs> uh, so let me tell you something. Buttons. What buttons? Is that the name of your cat? You said so buttons. So I mean, you said so. I said buttons because you nick- sew buttons. So the nickname you gave to your pussy cat. <laughs> uh, my cat's nickname is Kitty. Uh huh. What about your pussy? <laughs> Uh, you named that. I did. Not me. Okay. Yeah, weirdo. (laughs) Okay, anyway. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. We saw something, didn't we? We saw Uh a movie. We did. (laughs) We saw Bye Bye Love. We did. Very interesting film. Yeah, I really, really liked it. So this movie stars Matthew Modine, mm-hmm. Ranford Quaid. Ranford? Oh, yeah. Most people call him Randy. But, yeah. Uh, and uh, Paul Reiser. From Mad About You. Yeah. Mad About Bye Bye Love. <laughs> um, And then also, I guess we should we should mention that there are women in this movie. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, the, there's it does star the three guys more than the women. Yeah, though, but but Janine Garofalo's yeah. in it. I love her. Yeah, Janine Garofalo is probably the the breakout. Uh, well, I mean, you know, she we saw her in um, what was it called? Reality Bites. Yeah, yeah, she was great in that. And then uh, there's also Amy Brenneman, and I can't remember the name of the the blonde girl that's dating Matthew Modine. Kim. Yeah, I know her character's name. I just couldn't remember the actress's name. Okay. But anywho, we uh, we saw that, and I I really enjoyed it. I liked yeah, it. Me too. I don't know that it's necessarily for our age group, but I enjoyed the film. Well, I think that there's stuff for like almost any age group in this movie. I mean, I guess. Yeah, that's probably true. Because, I mean, it talks about, you know, things happening with teenagers as well as, you know, the parents and even, like, the older dude who's, like, retired and widowed and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, Ned Flanders from uh, one of my favorite shows, uh, St. Elsewhere. Ned Flanders? No, no. Is that what I said? Yeah. Ned Flanders. I was like, isn't that, like... The Simpsons? Yeah, that's that's a dude from The Simpsons. <laughs> okay. The neighbor from The Simpsons. I'm no, so confused. I'm, no, no, Ed Flanders. Sorry, his the actor's name is Ed Flanders. Yeah, he's obsessed with St. Elsewhere, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. What? It's fine. What? You heard me? No, actually, I didn't. What did you say? It's fine. What is fine? St. Elsewhere. What's St. What's Elsewhere? 
Stop it. <laughs> I'm done with you. Oh my, really? Forever? <laughs> no, no, not if you give me another shot. A shot of what? <laughs> you give know. Sh- give me a shot in the mouth. Hey. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so we saw this movie. So, like I said, it stars us. So now, the plot of the movie, basically, it starts at a wedding. And it's the three dudes. I think they've been friends since they were about seven years old. And they uh, they are all divorced. Yeah. They all have kids and they're all divorced. And that's what the, the movie's about. It's basically it's about being a single dad, divorced dad, uh, whatever, you know. So they do their exchange at McDonald's, which I guess is, is popular to pick a, uh, you know, like a neutral location. Location where you can exchange the kids. Well, I'm in slurring my speech. She's a little all over the place. Because <laughs> In um, I mean, definitely in this movie, it's like overrun with parents and children. Oh fuck yeah! Can I say that still? Y- y- yeah. All right. Um, you stopped dead. <laughs> it was like there was a screech. <laughs> like the like like I walked into a bar in in 1861 and the the piano stopped and everything. Everyone craned their neck at me. Oh my goodness. Would you see? Um, but yeah, so they they're exchanging their kids and we get a lot of their the characterization here. So Donnie is is that's Paul Reiser's character. He's still in love with his ex-wife. Yeah, so obviously and sickeningly. Fawns all over her. His daughter is played by a pretty good actress, I think. She is, we'll talk about it later, but she has a, she has a pretty powerful scene in this yeah. uh, in this oh, movie yeah. that she does really well in. But she's got a really weird name. Her name is Alicia Dueshku. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, it's weird. It's a weird name. It is weird. Uh, if you're listening there, uh, Alicia do dushku <laughs> change your name no get a get a hollywood sound and name stand out no. be different don't oh, conform wow don't conform don't conform to the hollywood thing conformity now <laughs> um what was i gonna say so I, I don't know so yeah he's in love with his ex-wife is like very fawns over gives her a check she's like oh you don't have to keep doing this you don't have to keep giving me money and he's like I want to give you money. Yeah, it's so bizarre. And uh, like, I'm sorry, but I think it's wrong of her to take it. Yeah, I agree. Yes, absolutely. But uh, then we have Matthew Modine, who's the who's the player. Every, yeah. Like he he everyone all the girls love him. What do you think of Matthew Modine? I I would not want to sleep with him. No, not at all. He's got he's got. Not jagged, but he's got he's got sharp features. Yeah, and, and he's got like this long feathered hair. He does, yes. And the way they dress him, and he just he seems very feminine. A which little bit, yeah. I can is see that. not usually how a player would be. He's got that long neck too. He's got quite a neck. Yeah, he's just odd. Anyway, so he's the he's the heartthrob, I guess, and. He, I guess being he, the key words. He, he cheated on his wife, uh, played by Amy, Amy Brenneman. And she's pretty. She's she like the prettiest one in the show, in the movie. Yeah, I think so, probably, yeah. But she, uh, she he cheated on her, and he's dating this new girl, Kim, and he's cheating on her because as she comes in to, to see them, he's like, oh, no, there's Kim, and, and he looks at his friends, and he's like, hey, um, 
we were at the Dodger game last night, you know, and like he gives them all like the backstory. Right. Donnie, you didn't feel good. We left early, blah, 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 blah. He's like, what did I have? Right. Your choice. Yeah, it's so fucked up. It's like they've done this a million times. And it's so fucked up that they go along with it. Yeah. Which gets pointed out later in the movie. But anyway, so, you know, he they, they cover for him. And, you know, Dottie gives him shit. He's like, well, you know, she's so great and everything. What what does she have except that she's not four different girls? Right. Uh, but so so we can figure out what's going on with Matthew Modine and his ex-wife, why they broke up. And then we uh, Randy Quaid or Ranford Quaid, if you <laughs> if you want to be formal and his ex-wife, who I don't think ever gets named. Huh? I don't know. Not that I remember anyway. I know her boyfriend does. He's his oh, name yeah. is Gerald. Gerald. But yeah, I don't remember her name either. So uh, they they clearly just hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Lord knows what happened, but yes, they yeah, like each you other. can see why they got divorced. They're arguing all the time. She he, she she comes up and he's like, "Hey, what are these new tires?" And he looks. He's like, "They're Michelin's." <laughs> like, it's so weird. And she's like, yeah, I uh, I just decided, you know, I'm going to get what every woman my age uh, really dreams of, new tires. Right. He's like, the money I'm sending you is for the kids, not for new tires. Which, you know, are attached to the vehicle that drives his kids around. And he's, just like, saying. he's like, is that a new coat, too? What did it come with the tires? And he's like, he says, not for you to dress up like the Queen of Sheba with new tires. <laughs> like, it's really weird. Yeah. Um. So he doesn't come off great at the beginning. But then... He doesn't come off great very much at all. Sorry. Eh, I disagree. Well, we'll see. But then, uh, then it comes out that her boyfriend, Gerald, mm-hmm. hit his son. Yep. And he's like, you tell Gerald... If he lays a finger on my son again, I'll kill him. And she said, oh, it was just a tap. And he was being very rude. And he goes, I don't care if he was pissing on his head. <laughs> he touches him again. He dies. Yeah. Um. So we get, you know, like I said, we get that. We get that. It's a great scene, uh, like of characterization for the whole, the, all of them. And then we meet Max, the old man. Yeah. At McDonald's. Yeah, the, the 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 McDonald's that they're at, and I can't remember the dude's name, the heartthrobby kid. Oh, I want to say Sean, but I don't know if that's right. I think you're thinking of Boy Meets World. He does look like that. Um, huh? Yeah, I can't think, but it's Max, and I don't know the other one. Yeah, there's a teenage boy. <laughs> yeah, so it's a teenage boy and the Donnie's daughter. The Alicia Gushku girl, <laughs> she's got a crush on him, and uh, uh, Vic—that's Randy Quaid's character's name. Uh, his daughter is around the same age. Yeah, and they're both kind of like looking at him and everything. And yeah, they're like best friends. So this dude meets the old guy, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I'll I'll help you, I'll tr- train you, and everything." Basically, it's part of the McMaster's program. I guess people who's retired that want, you know. Something to do with their time, I guess. Right. And we find out that the the kid, the young kid, is sleeping in his car. Yeah, he's like homeless. Yeah, he's got nowhere to go because his um his mom is a piece of crap or whatever. Well, like he doesn't really know his dad. Yeah. And his mom has some guy living there that 
he doesn't like. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you think he's a teenager like in high school or do you think he's a young adult like 18? I think he's still in high school. I think he's probably like I think I think he, he might be 18. I think he's like 17, 18. I think he's like senior in high school like okay. on that on that borderline. That's oh. the feeling that I get. Okay. But I guess it could be either. Some dude walks in and he's like, "Hey, we're going to have a party." Party like it's so over the top like he just seems like a dork. <laughs> See, I think he seems like a, I don't know, like a troubled kid, maybe. No, no, no not not the not the one that's sleeping in his car. The this his friend comes in, yeah, and he's like, uh, he's like, I need, uh, you know, give me uh, fries for my whatever, horses for my men, or something like that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and he goes, hey, you know what? What's the big uh, going on or whatever? And he's like, oh, you know, we're gonna have a party and everything. He's got those flyers and stuff like that for this party. But he just the whole encounter, he seems like a dork. Yeah, to me. Yeah, I'll give that to you. I mean, he just seems really excited though. Uh, in the background of all this is Rob Reiner, mm-hmm. who's hosting a radio show uh, where he's basically like, it's divorce talk, and they're, he's talking about divorce, and and he's 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 given terrible advice. <laughs> like he's it's w- supposed to be one of those. Someone looks like Frazier, but Frazier's actually kind of good at his job, right? But it's like a parody of that, where it's like, because uh, we hear him a lot of times on our radios these you know quote-unquote therapists or whatever that are on the radio that are you know like oh i'm listening we're giving advice you know so is he supposed to be a therapist yeah i'm pretty sure he's supposed I, to be some kind of therapist oh i did not get that impression well i don't think he he might not even really have a degree some of these people that are like doctor whatever don't have degrees yeah they're not actual not doctors like a- actual therapist but he's like yeah my favorite part is the guy calls up and he's like uh the guy's like, ah, whatever. And he's like, you seem so angry, so blocked. He's like, I am angry, I'm blocked. Right. And then he goes, um, he goes, don't you want to be happy? And the guy goes, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> he's so like pissed off. But that's a, such a sudden change. He's like, right. don't you want to be happy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, that, like the Dr. David Townsend, that's his name. And he says it's 48 says, hours. Yeah. Dr. David Townsend. Yes. A, okay. You're right. Doctor. You're right. Yeah. But he's like, this is going to be a nothing but divorce for 48 hours. Does that mean that he's working 48 hours straight? That's what it seems like. Because at one point he's like, we're 30 hours in. Like, and it's why? Like, he, why is he marathoning this? It's kind of crazy. But yeah, so uh, I think it's just the framing device for the movie where it's like, this is taking place over the course of two days. It's kind of crazy to think about that, too. Yeah. That this whole thing is only on 48 hours. Uh, so anyway, we get a lot of dynamics here. I don't necessarily... Because we're going to go super long if I go through the whole movie. Because I can really get into the weeds of this movie. Okay. So I don't want to go like the whole movie. But I'm just going to kind of... I think the best way to do it is to talk about each of the characters and kind of their aspect of divorce and, and kind of the, the issues they're going through and stuff like that. Okay. Um, And I will say, I don't have kids. Uh, it's It is 1995. And lucky me, as of now, as of 1995, I do not have children. So this movie doesn't necessarily speak to me on that level of being a dad, but it speaks to me a lot on the level of like friendship between the three three guys. The, the friendship between the three of them, I think, is really strong and interesting, and uh, it's a, a good aspect of this movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess we can, we can start with Donnie. 
Okay. So Donnie's daughter is 14. She's going through this, you know, this rebellious kind of phase where, you know, she she doesn't talk to him a lot. Uh, she doesn't want to hang out with him. The first night that she's there, she wants to go stay with her friend, mm-hmm. um, that Randy Quaid's uh, daughter, uh, because, you know, she... She has fun with her or whatever. She just doesn't want to be around her dad. Like, it's not interesting to her. Yeah. Uh, well, she seems like she's angry about the divorce, so. Yeah. Well, that definitely comes out, yeah. Um, the the mom is remarried to Ted, I think his name yeah. is, or something like that. Uh, stepdad. And they have this graduation party. I don't know what she's graduating from. Middle uh, school. Yeah, I guess middle school. Um, and, uh, which is so weird graduation from middle well, I, school i think it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard of but apparently that's what people with money do i don't know yeah i guess i don't know uh but anyway so she's graduating and um like he feels super out of place there and you know he goes up he tries to talk to her and ted's like uh oh it's her birth father to his mom and she's like what and he's like birth father and yeah. it's like he's screaming <laughs> it and everything um and it's just very awkward to him and he, like i said he doesn't feel you know, he doesn't feel uh, like part of it. And she said she asks if she can go to uh, her friend's house again. Right. Tonight. The second night to do her hair. And he's like, you're graduating tomorrow. I want to hang out with you and stuff. And he, she's like, well, she's going to do my hair. And, and uh, he says, can't you do her your hair in the morning? And she goes, that's not how hair works. But she's lying yeah, because she, she wants, she to, wants go to go to the party. party. Yeah, exactly. And then, but that's I'm sorry, but just as a, as a girl, that's dumb. <laughs> Yeah, it's not how hair works, right? But uh, yeah, so he's got you know he's got problems there. He's not connecting with his daughter. He's still yearning for for his ex wife, and I mean that's that's the majority of his arc. Yeah, he, he seems very alone. He can't get over her. Yeah. Um. So you know, at one point he they they have a con they sit down and have a conversation him and his daughter uh, at the dinner table where he's made. Vic's meatloaf madness. The secret <laughs> recipe uh, of uh, Vic uh, is ragu, apparently. <laughs> but keep it down. Um, so you know they're eating that, and he's trying to talk to her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, the house on what street was it?" Oh, I don't remember. But some street that they used to live on, and she's like, "Yeah, you know the the good old days or whatever. That's what mom calls it before the flood, you know, and stuff." And I wonder what the flood is. I want to know what happened to them. No, I assume. I assume it it's like a biblical reference. That's hmm. my guess. Okay. Anti delu or yeah, anti diluvian and, and whatever, you know. Sure. Um, but that's why I assume it is. I don't think there was an actual flood. Uh so they uh you know, she's like he, he says, you know, I think we were happy there and she's like, I don't want to talk about it and, and like she's really shutting him out. And everything, and then she start. You know, it's a it's a teenage rant where she stands up and she's like, you know, I you think I want to come here all the time? I I like to be with my friends. I don't want to, you know, come here, but I've got to hang out with you and like really hurtful, oh, yeah. hurtful shit. Terrible. Like I would never speak to my father that way. And she's like, you know, he goes, you little shit, you know, or whatever. And he's like, you want to leave? Fine. You know, you want to go over to Meg's Meg? That's uh, her friend. Okay. Go over to Meg's house. Fine. He like he starts. Just leafing money out of his pocket, just throwing it at her. He's like, get out of here then. And she just runs off. She doesn't even grab any money. I'm sorry, but if somebody's throwing money at me, I'm taking it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's raining down bills, man. <laughs> grab that shit. 
Uh, but yeah, she she takes off. Uh, she wants to go to this party, so right. that, that's what she's gonna do. And he, you know, he gets all upset and everything. He goes over to his ex wife's house and watches stalks her, her like a freak. Yeah, watches her as she's like cuddling with her new husband and everything. The sprinkler system <laughs> comes on, like soaks him up. So he goes to. Uh, oh, I can't remember her character's name though. Amy Brenneman. He goes to see the actress Amy Brenneman and, <laughs> says, and says, "Do you want a guest spot on uh, Man About You?" And she starts kissing him. No, um, but he's talking to her about it and everything, and he's like, "You know, oh, this sucks and stuff." And then they start making out. Yeah, and they had a scene earlier in the movie too at the graduation where he's kind of confiding in her. She also, you know, like confronts him during that scene where she's like, "You knew that that." Dave was, you know, screwing around with, on me, didn't you? And, like, she's like, you were my friend, too. You know, it's not fair Yeah, what you did, basically. And uh, so it's they... Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. The, he, they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be trying to cover for him. He's fucking up, you know? And they're just enabling him to be bad. So, yeah, they start making out and everything. And she stops him at one point. She's like, look... You know, we can't do this. This is too fast. If we if it goes too fast now, we're going to ruin this. You know, uh, and he, she's like, I think you should go. And he goes, you say that like you're going to change your mind. And she goes, yeah, I probably am. That's why you should go. <laughs> so he does leave. And then he goes to talk to, to Dave, Matthew Modine. And it's basically like, hey, you know, what you did was wrong. And what we did was wrong. We, you know, we we covered for you and it was all you know, we shouldn't have done it and everything. And he's like, you know, I kissed your wife and everything. And, you know, finally, like when they actually have a conversation, he's like, you know, it's good. He's like, you, you know, she's great. You're great. If, if you two are together that, you know, that'll be great too. So you yeah. should, you should pursue it. So he gets his blessing, which yeah, is he was awesome. really, really nice about it. Um, so, I mean, that's basically his until we get to the, like the little wrap up, the right. den- denouement that, uh, that, um, that's uh, that basically wraps up his storyline. So I guess we can go to Vic next. Yeah, sure. Uh, Vic is Vic has the one of the most fun uh, things. <laughs> now, obviously, he's uh, you know he's got a lot of anger issues. Oh my god, yeah. He's a wrestling coach and a driver's ed instructor. I didn't get the wrestling coach part. I missed that. Oh yeah, the weight class. Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah. So he, he, um, you know, he hates his, his ex-wife. He comes to pick up his daughter. He's already got his two kids. They exchange them at McDonald's and the young one, I don't know why he didn't get right away, but well, I guess that because she's like a, a baby toddler, like he, yeah, ma- really the mom is. gets more time with the baby. Oh yeah, that's right. At the beginning he said they were, oh, excuse me. He said they were trying something new. And it was like some super complicated yeah. thing. Where it's like uh, two weekends on, two weekends off, alternating Tuesdays. <laughs> like yeah, like, was, he's getting her for like parts of weekdays. It was really weird. Yeah. But anyway, so I think that's part of it. And she's not awake yet. So they start arguing. Uh, he starts playing with the dog, Ditka, which she claims is her dog. They they fight over who found the dog. <laughs> and then he sees Gerald on the porch. And yeah. he starts ranting that uh, he built that porch. Gerald shouldn't be allowed on that porch. Exactly. The uh, poster child for unemployment, as he calls it. 
You made the you made the comment that you don't think that this woman is attractive enough. Oh to my have god, any- no, she's hideous and she has a mullet. <laughs> and Gerald is decent looking and obviously much younger than her. Right. Yeah. So it's like how how did that happen? Do you think he's just looking for like a sugar mama? You think that's Maybe. what it is? I mean, if he is uh, unemployed and has a band. Oh, yeah. And, like, she's a mom. Like, she's not going to hang out with him in his band. I bet that he's got some side stuff going on. Oh, for sure. I I don't doubt it at all. That's a convenient place to crash, basically. Right. Her house is near uh, the garage where he practices. That's all it is. Yep. Little sex, maybe some food, place to sleep. Exactly. Hit hit some kids. It's a good time. (laughs) You got some kids for me to slap. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, anyway, so he uh, he gets the child. Uh, they go they go see um, the Red Sox, I believe. Uh, and then he's got to give up the kid to the grandparents because the the mom is going out of town for like a week or something like that. Yeah, and, and like you pointed out, it doesn't make any sense. Just let him keep the child, Just right? Keep his daughter. Yeah, he's got to, like, just for a few hours he had her, and he's got to give her away to them. And she's like, no, daddy, and she doesn't Mm -hmm. want him to go. It's, like, heartbreaking. Yeah, she's sobbing and stuff, and he's like, she'll be okay when I leave and everything. Which I'm sure is probably true, but still it's like, it sucks. Yeah. Ugh. But he walks away, and the brilliance of the acting of Randy Quaid is you can see, like, he's got some pain in his eyes. And just like, just a ghost of a smile. He doesn't, it's not, an actual smile never comes across his face. But you can see like, it starting to try to form. Yeah. And it's the perfect encapsulation of how I would imagine you'd feel in that, in that position. Because you'd be sad that your, your daughter is sad. But you'd also be happy that she loves you so much that it makes her this upset to leave you. Right. For sure. You know, and, so. you know, he has a, a really good relationship with his two older kids. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I get the impression that he's a very good dad. Absolutely. Yeah. Really good dad. So. That definitely is, is how it seems. Uh, he has not had a lot of dating success. No. He's only gone out on three dates, two if you don't count his cousin. Yeah. Weird. Which they bring up several times. So weird. Uh, but anyway, so he goes out with Janine Garofalo. Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh, it's one. It's one Hilarious. of the one of the highlights, and because she's so funny in this movie, yeah, she is so good. I love what she can do with her eyes. Mm, oh yeah, like, she conveys so much just with her eyes. Absolutely, yeah, she does a lot of great facial acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she she's the quintessential like bad blind dates. Yes. They go to this Italian restaurant and she doesn't know what she wants to order. She's coughing for like 10 minutes at the beginning. Uh, and basically she's like, what do I want? What do I want? Yeah, I mean, the coughing you can forgive because you can't always help that. Right. But taking a bajillion years to order. And it's an Italian re- restaurant. It's like everyone knows what Italian restaurants yes. have. You have an idea usually walking in what you're going to get. Right. They're... Uh, there's about five or six different kinds of pasta you could get and like three different sauces. Do you want some meat? There's like three different kinds of meat you right. can get. That's basically it. And like then when she finally does order, mm-hmm. she orders spaghetti and meatballs. Yep. And they bring it. She sends it back. Yes. She tries a bunch of other things, mm-hmm. ends up back on spaghetti and meatballs. Yep. Then... He finally is about to eat his spaghetti, 
And she gives him freaking puppy dog eyes. Oh, yeah. And wants his food instead of her own food, which the only difference between their plates is the meatballs. Right. What? So they exchange. She's a psycho. And she starts eating. Yes. But yeah, this, this has some of the best lines here. Now, as I pointed out when we were watching this, the only mistake I think he makes the entire time is he's just looking at her and he goes, how much do you weigh? Right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why would you ask that of a woman? And she's, you know, like, <laughs> understandably, she's like, excuse me. <laughs> he goes, oh, I'm a wrestling coach and I like to put people in their proper weight class. And then he says, so what would you weigh? So, so what you'd probably wrestle at uh, 124 or something like that. <laughs> and she says, 109. So, she does not weigh 109. No, I don't think so either. Kim might weigh 109. But it just, it's it's such a weird, like, she shouldn't even have to answer that question. Right. Why does he keep pursuing it? I don't know. He's well, Because at that point, he's already decided. He is checked out. This is not happening. So he's entertaining himself. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's probably true. He, he realizes this is not going to go well. Right. Yeah, because, like, at one point, she's talking about dating and everything. And she's like, oh, me and my ex-husband, we were complete opposites. And he goes, he was normal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it's it's a disaster of a date. Um, They end up, uh, you know, driving back to her house uh, in his his car, which is the student driver car. And she's uh, grabbing the wheel (laughs) and turning it. And and, uh, she's hitting the brakes and everything. Just, Which, you know, she caused an accident. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny, though. It is. Uh, so they get back to her house, and she has locked her keys in her house. Now, first of all, when they pull up, she's like, aren't you going to invite me in for coffee or something? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, but we're at your house. And she's like, exactly. Right. Like, she wanted to go to his house, which is weird. Right. She, like, if the point is that she wanted to be alone with him, which, why? Um, at that point, that doesn't even make sense. Then why wouldn't she want to invite him into her house for coffee? I don't know. But, I, see, and I think this was all set up. Like I like I said in the theater, I think. I this, disagree. I think this is all set up because he's like, well, let me walk to you to the door. And he starts, like, half-heartedly walking her to the door. And as he's leaving, you know, she wants to make sure she's she starts going through her purse even faster. And she's like, wait, 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 don't go. She's like, oh, did I did I lock my keys in the in the in the house? And she looks in the window and she's like, oh, yep, there there they are, right by the phone, right in easy visual from the you know, so he can confirm that they're locked in the house too. I think she did all this on purpose. I mean, it's possible, but I doubt it because I mean, I lose my keys all the time. I yeah, forget my keys you're... all the time. I lock my keys in the car. I've locked myself out of the house. I've had to call locksmiths to break in. But you're an airhead. Hey, so is she. I think she seems pretty sharp. Oh. A lot sharper than you. Oh. I'm just Okay, joking. then. I said you were an airhead, and you didn't think that was a joke? You're well, not an I, airhead. I am a little. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Vic's forced to take her over to Matthew Modine's house where some stuff's going on. Uh, and Donnie ends up there to, to confront him about uh, the, uh, the Amy Brenneman situation. Um, so Vic, like you said, and then there's, you know, so I don't want to yeah, like, what slow down. It, it everything kind of like intertwines. I don't want to ruin it, but 
Uh, Vic has this epiphany basically where he, he's, oh, what? We missed the Donnie thing. What? Like when we were talking about Donnie, did we, we didn't talk about, uh, the resolution to him and his daughter. Well, no, because we're going to do that at the end. Cause it's like the end of the movie. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do the Vic thing at the end too. Yeah. Uh, we'll get everyone to Dave's house. Then yes. we'll kind of, that's what I thought we were doing. All right. So then Dave back to Dave. <laughs> Oh, good old can't keep it in his pants, Dave. So he's at the soccer game and he sees this this woman who is uh, broken up with her husband. Uh, earlier in the movie, Donnie had advised him that you can't uh, start dating a woman until she's been divorced at least five days. Right. <laughs> so he goes, he argues against it, you know, in McDonald's. But when he's talking to her, he goes, oh, how long's it been? More than five days? <laughs> So he's just going to use this, apparently. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, it's over, you know, and everything. It's been a while. And he starts flirting with her and inviting her over, even though he's dating Kim. Yeah. Um, meantime, he he meets this other woman named Heidi, uh, and he starts flirting with her and invites her over. You know, and there's no, like, come over at this time or anything. It's not, it's not one of those tropey things where he's you know, doubling up on dates or anything. He's just like, you know, okay, stop by whenever. Yeah, whenever. Like, it's not a serious... I wouldn't have taken that as a serious invitation. No, I wouldn't have thought, oh, I'll come over and fuck him or anything. But, I mean... These women did. Yeah. With bring their kids over, let's let our kids play, and then we can go, you know, hump in the bed. Right? But, uh, anyway, so... I'm trying to think. There's not much else that happens with him, really. Like, there's... There's some undertones of his his son Ben being uncomfortable with the fact that Kim is over a lot. Oh yeah, and there's like the stupid scene where he just put the kids to bed and he's like, "We've got five, maybe ten minutes." Mm-hmm. You know, like he to, wants to, to like sex. get her in the bedroom and have sex in that amount of time, and he's like, "Because there's going to be drinks of water and blah blah blah." Like, just wait till the kids are asleep, right? Seriously, what is your problem? And so, of course, they get caught. Mm-hmm. Because Ben his wants son water. Is a jerk. Oh yeah, she, his, son, his son's like she's not staying the night, is she? You know she's not supposed to. Right. It's like the whole oh the whole, whole I don't like his son at all. Yeah. And I have a friend named Ben, and his son's named Ben, and my friend Ben hates the 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 kid has his name. <laughs> but anyway, so um that like that's the undertone there is that the the daughter doesn't seem to mind but the son doesn't really like it she's trying really hard too kim she she makes this this very nice dinner of mahi mahi and and like which is so cute and so obviously someone who's not familiar with children right exactly but she makes this food the kids don't like it and everything she's like well i'll make you you know a hamburger or whatever and she goes into, you know, and like, and Matthew Modine gets pissed. He's like, no, you'll eat the fish. Oh, yeah. He wants to kill these kids. Yeah. He gets really pissed off. Uh, but then the, the first woman comes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, what's And she up? brought kid friendly food. Oh, yeah. Kid friendly food and, 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 and her kids. Yeah. Heidi was the first one to come. Yeah. And then uh, Sumter comes in too. And she's got. I think some kind of pie or something like that. Yeah, it actually works out. It's like there's a meal for the kids, there's a meal for the adults, and there's dessert. Right. So they they all come in. Kim is getting very angry at this point. Yes. And they start, you know, they all start like hanging out. 
and Kim's like, you know, this is not what it was supposed to be. I wanted this night to be special and everything. And he's like, oh, it'll be special because, you know, we're going to have a four-way. But now I said what the movie shows us, I don't really think that she should be as mad as she is. But I think what the movie, I think what the movie doesn't show us is that she's figured a lot of this out already. Right. What do you think? I mean... As a woman, give me the the female perspective. I think part of why she gets so angry is the way he handles it. Okay. Because they're showing up unannounced with food and children. Mm -hmm. And he just invites them in and he's so nice and sweet and attentive. Oh, yeah. And the three of them are talking about their kids and their, their divorces and she's just sitting there she has nothing to contribute right so she's basically watching them all flirting and talking and she's completely left out so i mean he could have handled it better too yeah i agree but yeah she gets pissed off and and it comes to uh you know a big fight she storms out but she has to come back because she forgot her purse and that's when uh vic shows up that's when donnie shows up yeah and and all that stuff happens um Basically, uh, I mean, I think we can wrap up Matthew Modine's real quick because his is, like I said, it's not that complicated. Okay. He has a conversation with Donnie when they're talking about Amy Brenneman and everything where he talks about his dad and he's like, you know, I did like basically saying he never barely knew his dad. He remembers his dad pulling up in some like fancy car when he was 11 and he was like, hey, happy birthday, kid. And he gave him a tennis racket. And he's like, I didn't play tennis. I was like, he's like, I don't even know who this guy is, you know, kind of right. thing. And he's like, I don't want to be him. You know, like, I don't want to be that guy. And, you know, Donnie's like, you know, you're not, you're not that guy. But, you know, like, obviously you need to make changes. Uh, That's the subtext. Right. And, you know, he starts, uh, you know, talking to Kim and they, uh, you know, they, they patch things up. He starts going to counseling and, and, and dealing with his issues, whatever it is, like not being satisfied with one woman or, or whatever, you know, his underlying issues are. But, uh, you know, it seems like he starts to get better and and Kim's allowed to spend the night and stuff like that and everything. So so that works out. Yeah. Um, Now, Donnie. His daughter and Vic's daughter and his Vic's son go to I guess this is why that he had to take him to the to the grand uh, to the grandparents, because if she had this little kid. There's no way she oh, could yeah. take this toddler to this party. Yeah. So, so I, I guess that's why. Yeah, she takes she takes her little brother, she's supposed to be babysitting, to the party. Mm-hmm. So she can go with her friend, who is obviously, like, just freaking out. Right. I mean, she's like, oh, I'm going to have fun and stuff, and she's drinking, but I mean, it's like, obviously, she's not right right now. Yeah, oh, for sure. She's She's upset and everything, and then it turns out that the guy doesn't like her. He likes this friend. Yep. Yep, he liked the friend, Meg. He, he asks the friend to dance, and, uh, you know, she's so sweet. She's, like, just worried about her friend. Yeah, you can see on her face, she's like, oh, no. And uh, so um, the Donnie's daughter starts getting super drunk. Super drunk. And she takes the weird dork from the beginning. <laughs> Whose house it is. With the frizzy hair. Yeah. And uh, she's like, we're, we're driving out of here. And grabs a car and start like tries to go. They try to stop her because she's drunk and she doesn't have a driver's yeah, license. She's fourteen. Um, so she, you know, she speeds out of there and she drives to the old house. 
and climbs up into her old treehouse. She parks on the lawn. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of impressed that she made it, though. I mean, she doesn't have a For license sure. and she's drunk. And she managed to I get there. I drive better when I'm drunk. <laughs> Apparently. We will not be doing any driving today. No. Trust us. No, no. We'll be maybe walking or crawling from pub to pub, but uh, <laughs> we're not going to be doing any driving. Uh, so anyway, um, where was I at? So Donnie finds out, gets a call from Meg. She's like, he's like, come on, you know, you, you need to, you need to get over here. So they get there to the house. He climbs up the freaking like trellis yeah, and then she won't let the rope down and then onto the, the tree almost falls, pulls himself up. Uh, you know, and and talks to her, and he's like, "Hey, you know what the hell is going on?" And then they finally have a real conversation, right? Where she thinks that the divorce is her fault, and if she wasn't getting in trouble, if she was better, that they would have, her parents would have stayed together. It was so so heartbreaking oh, and sad. Oh. You were tearing your eyes out. Yeah, it was sad. I but, feel bad yeah. for her. A lot of tears. Uh, they, you know, they finally come to an understanding that you know everything's going to be okay. And uh, they come out of the tree and and they they kind of heal, you know. Yeah, yeah. According to the end thingy, they're they're now meeting for lunch twice a week. Yeah, which is good. And she tells her dad everything. Well, almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not that she's pregnant. Uh. Um. But anyway, so she's having the dork's baby. God, uh, I hope not. <laughs> so then, um, Vic. He uh, he's he's pissed off, obviously, and he's finally sick of hearing Dr. David Townsend. <laughs> so he gets into a car, drives to the studio, uh, walks into the recording play. No, no security, no locks, nothing. He just walks right in uh, and then starts choking. him. Yup. Uh, and then basically starts screaming at him. Uh, uh, Dr. David Townsend is like, uh, the security starts coming. He's like, no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, this might be rating school. Right, you right. never know. <laughs> so then they start conversing and everything. And, uh, Vic ends up joining him for this, uh, you know, this show. And he's taught. Now he gives this, he gives like some insight to his character. Like you were talking about how he's a good dad. Mm-hmm. He says when he was, uh, you know, when he was married, he, you know, he didn't really, he wasn't really there for his kids. He worked, you know, two, three jobs. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he just, um, you know, his wife told him what to do. His yeah. wife said, you know, this one needs to be kissed. This one needs to be yelled at, whatever. And he would do it. And he's like, but now, you know, when I'm with them, it's just me. And I do all the emotional stuff. You know, if they need a heart to heart, if they need a bandaid, if I rub the bellies, you know. I do this and, and he's like, I feel closer to them than ever. And he's like, you know, and then they leave and I realize what I'm missing. He's yep. like, you know, before I never really knew what I was missing. Uh, it's so, very sweet. Yeah. It's a very like kind of heartwarming thing. And, and, and we learn that uh, him and Janine Garofalo are <laughs> dating. Yes. It and worked out between the two of them somehow. Uh, she's a driver's training instructor now and he's, doing the the radio radio show um and basically you know the 
the three uh, the three guys are still friends. They still support each other, and uh, you know their lives are crazy, but they're they're kind of getting on. And and Donnie and Amy Brenneman are dating. No, they're not dating. Oh yeah, they're married. They're married, and they're, they're expecting about to have twins. twins on their second wedding anniversary. Yeah, that's right. Um, and and it ends with them all at Dr. David Townsend's fifth wedding. Right. Yeah, what a person to to get advice from. The divorce expert. Well, he is a divorce expert. I guess. I mean, he's definitely been through it. Uh, but yeah, that is the uh, that's the movie. Uh, Very I good. Thoroughly enjoyed this film. A very good movie. Yeah, I mean, great character development, and it's funny, and it's emotional. It's got it's got everything. Yep, I I, I liked it a lot. It was a very good one. So I would recommend you going out and seeing uh, only or going out and seeing uh, Bye Bye Love. <laughs> um. We will end this episode as we end every episode with our blockbuster pick of the week. Uh, Carol, this week we've got a uh, great. It's it's took taken a while for it to come to come to uh, the uh, uh, blockbuster, but it is only you. Only you. Yeah, it's what I say to you all the time. Aw. Uh, it's a Marissa Tomei Robert Downey Jr. joint. Um, basically it's, uh, it's a pretty good film. I don't want to give away too much, but, uh, I will tell you it, it, it features a Ouija board at the beginning. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he, um, they're supposed to be soulmates, basically these two, these two people. So like actual, actual soulmates. Uh, so it's a very cute romantic comedy. Um, there's a little bit of magicalism or mysticism or whatever in it. Uh, if you're into that, it's one I would recommend. I think it's, I think it's pretty good. So, uh, if you are interested, uh, I would go ahead and check that out. Well, I'm sold. Let's go rent it. All right. Well, Carol, why don't you take us home? (laughs) Okay. So be sure to tell your friends, give us the stars and write us at late fee 1994 at AOL.com. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Bye. All right, bye.